Welcome to the K-Pop Cast, the podcast bringing you the best sounds and ideas in K-Pop. Oh, Lai is giving it to me right now. <laughs> and we're here to discuss Chung Ha's first debut album. And joining us for this discussion is none other than multimedia journalist, Lai Francis. What's up, Lai? Thank you for joining us. What's poppin'? Thanks for having me here. It's going to be a great time. Great time. Now that you're here, Lai, now it can uh, finally no, be a good no. time. No, no, Peter. It's it's everyone. It's everyone. It's the energy that I'm feeling today. Okay, okay. And then uh, also joining us, it's our it's our K-pop cast tenured guest and music and culture writer, uh, Alexis Odoyan. <laughs> it only took me like four episodes or something. So finally, uh, <laughs> what is up, Alexis? Good job, Peter. Good job. Hi. Great to be able to witness you finally being able to say my name right. So this is, uh, right off the bat, so exciting. So it, it's big all downhill from here. Like I, I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to say it right again. And, and you know, this you know is what? a moment I'll treasure not, forever. Let's not put that into the universe. Okay, okay? <laughs> let's just write this one out. Write it out. All right. Well, anyway, today we'll be letting you all know if uh, this album from Chang'e was was Taebak or not. But first, let's dive into our hit replays for this album. Alexis, what was your favorite song off this album? Your hit replay. Well, there was a lot to choose from, a lot of highlights. But if I have to commit to one, it would be "Bother Me." I kept listening to it, and I couldn't p- put my finger on it. I wanted reminded me of, but then it came to me, and it's Rina Sawayama's "Love Me for Me," and I just really like that poppy, like uplifting vibe. And yeah, that's my favorite one. I think that it fits Chunga really well. I, I feel like her voice can fit any, <laughs> any music, any song. But Chunga just works. Yeah, and and that's like the overlighting like theme of the album, right? That like, what mm. can this woman do? Well, like, how about you? What's your hit replay off of this album? Um, right off the bat, it's her fifth track, uh, "Luce Sicotstele." I hope I'm saying it. I know I butchered it, so I'm, I'm not going to say that. I hope I'm saying it right. It, but it's the one I'm with trying. the Latin. Yeah, it's the Latin one. It's that the means... one with the dead language. <laughs> it's 
it translates to shine bright like a star. And I actually like this one because it's different from, like, just like this whole album. It shows a different side of Chunga. And it's very chill. Uh, when I first heard this song, it's like you picture yourself in a top down driving into the sunset with, like, yourself or your best buddies and just chilling. So it's, it's, an, ear, it's an earworm that you just put on loop. So I'm a fan of it. Yeah, that was my runner-up uh, for my pick. I, I enjoyed the vibe as well. your favorite peter oh oh well thank you for asking him <laughs> for me it, it is none other than the real highlight the real standout out of this entire album in fact you, you're both wrong for not picking this song it's demente <clears throat> if i'm alexis yeah. how do i say this yes demente demente okay, demente. okay. like y'all know that i'm also like a samba latin ballroom dancer or at least i was and this is that song it, like i Alexis and I were staring at me earlier when I was listening to the song, making really weird gestures. And I, that's because I was doing the Latin uh, dance <laughs> to 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 the Proper to this Latin. beat, and I, it's it's the the one that that's really fun. Uh, you can like listen to it in the sun, and I feel like it builds off of Chungha's legacy, um, just in, in in terms of. Uh, where she started in a lot of tropical house and and this is just like the most logical step in evolution I think from those roots I think it's also it's also worth highlighting how much she took the time to pronounce Spanish words throughout mm-hmm. that song. Yeah, and it, it's it hits home to many Latin American and Hispanic Spanish fans globally. So, and I think we all could probably agree that the global fandom, some of the most passionate fans come from Latin America so this is yep. like a treat for them so yeah I I would definitely feel so proud to be hearing this if I were um, of Latin American descent so, yeah I, I mean I forget like I feel like the three of us were in a clubhouse room where, where this was discussed but uh, in, in terms of where fans are like K-pop fans in the world are the the most into it, excited, enthusiastic, active patrons uh, of the art of K-pop. It, it seems to be in Latin America, and I, I don't, I don't oh, have yeah. any like hard figures to go off of that. But that, that's always been my impression. You see it in the YouTube comments a lot, or even in Twitter. Like people are speaking in Portuguese, but they're all speaking Spanish. Some of them, and like when you go to youtube comments they're like come to chile come to peru you know all that yeah brazil right and then 
Yeah, shout out actually really quick. Like all the K-pop castlers in Brazil, you guys like really show in our listener analytics feed for some reason a healthy contingent Brazilian K-pop cast listeners. So thank you. Oh, now you have to go to Brazil. <laughs> obrigado. Thank you. Sorry, I interrupted you, Lai. What, what were you saying? Um, I love Brazil. I hope to go one day. That's for all the K-pop casters. K- I hope you're staying well and safety, safe over there. Um, but back to what I was saying, I think after, once we see those like comments, a follow-up, not to toot my own horn, but the most passionate fans after Latin America, I see it in the Philippines. Mm. Yeah. But other than that, like when it came to this album, it's called Carencia, and you have all these features and these ins- inspirational sounds from um, Latin culture. It, it You can tell Chonga is, she didn't come to play for the local market. It's it's global um, and just shows how how much of a global phenomenon K-pop is yep. um, because it's not obviously not sticking to one sound. Um, it's always a mix of something and get, grabbing inspiration from something else. And to the point where it's not even, it's not appropriation, it's appreciation. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to bring the, this conversation into focus, I think the, the question that we're asking ourselves for this episode is uh, whether or not this album succeeded in appealing to a global audience. Short answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it did. It did. It really did. Uh-huh. Because? <laughs> like, what, I mean... What? I mean, it started off... I think that, it, that for me, it was very indicative for when, right off the bat, the first track, it's an intro, right? And she pronounces querencia as it's supposed to be pronounced. Like, Lai was talking about, like, that this girl worked on her... On her on her pronunciation and that's very appreciated especially because i mean i'm i'm a spanish speaker and i've noticed that sometimes when koreans say words in spanish they tend to want to say them in like an american accent because Mm -hmm. maybe that's how they heard it Mm -hmm. i don't know so i was i was expecting a coherencia something like that so when she was like querencia i was like okay Speak this, to okay. me. Alexis, I think we need good. you to, to, to repeat that into the mic just a few more times, just so that we have that, you know, that sample <laughs> on the record. Querencia. Yes. <laughs> From now on, we're just putting that, that at the end of every episode of, of the King Podcast. <laughs> that's like the edit in like crack videos. That's going to be the thing yeah. for this podcast episode. Hey. Exactly. By all means. <laughs> Yeah, so according to Nylon Magazine, Cadencia. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you tried, like, you tried I, I tried. I, I'm sorry. That's my white side coming out. Anyway, it, it's uh, according to Nylon Magazine, it means that it is a place where one finds peace of mind, that it represents the dynamic spectrum of her artistic identity with four sides or themes, noble, savage, unknown, and pleasures. Ooh. I mean, I learned what Gerencia mean, means through Chonga, so. Same here. 
I mean, how much do you think you guys are seeing those uh, four sides or themes in this album? I, I think there's uh, a few things that that's called out very explicitly and just the track listing. Right off the bat, I'm I'm glad that she didn't put the, the, the Latin songs under Savage. <laughs> like right off the bat, that was pretty cool of her. But I do feel like she did cut up the album like in a sense that it makes sense and like it, they were really good transitions her interludes the album flowed really well yeah and it's yeah. just like you know there were different if you if, if you were on a ride you just like made pit stops in different in different little areas right so for for listeners who aren't already acquainted with the album what alexis is, is referring to are these quote sides within the album listing so uh the first what uh five tracks or something are for side a now i know you 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 young kids nowadays you you never had to flip over a record or turn over a cassette, a cassette. to to listen to the <laughs> a, to the other vinyl. side yeah right oh, the vinyl yeah. yes that's what i meant by record lie <laughs> just kidding uh, yeah, I, I know. Like, so it's got these breaks in the, in the track listing uh where it starts with noble and and uh then goes into savage um and i yeah i, I agree alexis that it, it was it's almost like a dj set where there's a mm. lot of seamless transitions and like the way one song ended the the momentum or even like the yeah exactly yeah. exactly and the last part does kick you out of the club <laughs> <laughs> there you go i'm sorry i'm not into ballads i'm sorry Jenna. <laughs> I, I forgot who who asked me earlier like i think maybe it was on clubhouse they they asked me like oh what what's the song you play as a dj just to clear the floor oh I okay okay <laughs> yeah i guess that a, a ballad would be actually the correct answer so so like you're you're talking earlier about the the collaborations um what did you make of all the uh, different collabs and uh, was it successful in, in bridging uh to these international markets um, so the majority of the collaborations on the album were actually the singles that she released in the past. Mm-hmm. And there it's a good way to intro- reintroduce yourself. And like we said, it is a seamless flow of just bop after bop. But I think with these collaborations, it's a good way of her to not only introduce what other artists are there in Korea, um, you know, we have Changwa, who is a, a pretty well-known underground rapper. Um, I, th- I, I would go to say that he's like the most mainstream most- rapper now. <laughs> is he, yeah, is he actually, like yeah. super popular? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, ac- yeah, he is. After um, Show Me the Money. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's really unknown. Yeah, he's literally Show Me the Money guy. So, yeah, he's... he's uh, I think he she showcases and lets them give a spotlight of you know what other sounds korean music has to offer and not just you know the bubblegum pop that everyone knows Mm -hmm. she's showcasing she's giving the spotlight to other artists so there's also cold who is a really good r&b uh hip-hop rapper singer as well and uh on the song lemon but over time we see we see we hear a collaboration with rehab and Mm-hmm. He rehab is a popular DJ um, there in the EDM sphere. So that not only shows her versatility, um, but how much 
of a transition she's getting into from the local to the global markets. And this is also coinciding with her signing with 88 Rising. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show that this album was really not meant for local markets. This was meant for her to shine in other markets, especially with Demente, right? She collaborated with Guayna. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and I like the pronunciation police now or something. <laughs> well, why, why do you think we, we brought like- you onto this episode? <laughs> this is the only reason why we brought we don't you here. Want to say okay. it wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is just a way for her to show her versatility. I, I mean, I, we're mm-hmm. gonna keep saying it over and over again, but whatever challenge Tonga takes on, she manages to up herself and impress us. But I'm pretty sure she's impressing herself more that she's taking on this mm. uh, this huge project, especially for it being like her debut. Like this is her debut album, like a yeah. full album, right? And I think that we're very accustomed to like the four album. I mean, four song EPs. And, you know, she's giving us a lot, a lot of versatility, but I think that this one, like, she's making a statement. And, like, we've been saying over and over that it's very clear that her and, like, and with the partnership with ADA Rising, like, it's very clear that her, she's looking global. Like, whether it's the the Guayna feature and then, like, there's something in this album for everyone, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's... Like the maybe the average listener in Korea won't won't be that into idol music, but you know they'll like Changmo, Changmo, oops, Changmo. yeah. So they'll look for that one, and then I mean Latin Latin American um, listeners like if they like Chunga, they'll gravitate towards her no matter what. But I think that the mente was kind of like a nod at them, also kind of like we like I acknowledge you, I know you're yeah. there. And yeah. and also I think I said this on Clubhouse that I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like the 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 Guayna pick like it's it's very. 88 rising like mm. i was like sure like they probably yeah I mean, they probably i'm assuming i'm assuming that they they a and r that but there's like this very like this gen c element to 88 rising with like all these new new artists and that's guayna like he's also an emerging artist in the in the latin field like he's not the biggest name he has like one hit i think and you know he's like collaborating with people and but he's not you know a daddy yankee he's not mm-hmm. some he's not bunny. bad bunny he's not yeah so, uh-huh but you know because bad bunny and you know bts have opened these doors not only in the u.s but just globally that that collab made a lot of sense mm. especially because they're both like emerging artists you know yeah. Chunga is our next pop star I've been saying it since <laughs> I saw her dancing Beyonce and produce 101 I was like yeah she's gonna make it yeah she's totally. gonna be our pop princess yeah yeah and our K-pop cast listeners will know but in our 2020 end of the year episode uh, we said we gave song of the year artist of the year to Chunga and a, a part of that 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 uh that praise and that decision was just how versatile she is and how much she is an artist uh, yeah. as much as she is an, an idol um, and, uh, and how she was able to push all these corners of, of her identity um, and, and all the different concepts that can be 
um, push the corners, go, go beyond, you know, just the safe spot of just one centralizing concept. Alexis, you, you mentioned that this album is sending a message. Is that message that this, that this is a, a global, that a she's global a global takeover? Yes. <laughs> because even, you know, like, um, there, there are a lot of, let's say Latin infused songs in there. And, you know, that's like a big trend that for the last, what, like three, four years. And then flying on faith, like that's, that's made for radio. I mean, it's even, mm-hmm. it's all English, right? I want to say I, that is I very so, intentionally yeah, yeah. a radio hit. That's very intentionally a radio hit. And, and yeah, like they, she, she even, like I said, she even put the ballots, like that wasn't necessary. But you know, the girl can do it all. Yeah. And she is going to let us know that she can do ballads too. <laughs> and I think it's also worth noting, even before she made this album, every, well, not almost every, but almost every song she came up with, she had a say in the choreography and how she wanted to portray mm. the music. And I think the one that stuck out to me the most was when she came out with Stay Tonight because she had LGBTQ dancers she paid homage to voguing and yes. that culture and that's what really opened the eyes of many people who probably didn't know who she was like yeah, the LGBTQ culture like the community was eating it all up because yeah. there were Vogue drops everywhere voguing she was in it she did not put any shame on putting out the community out there on even in her music video. So it was, it shows you that she could be unapologetically her mm-hmm. um, and this is her artistry and she will own it. Yeah. With no Get in, see it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I loved how in that music video, um, a lot of the male backup, or excuse me, a lot of the male dancers uh, were wearing heels. Yeah, um, in, in that song, and it, it I think, we, sorry, yet another Clubhouse reference. We've clearly talked about this quite a bit on, on Clubhouse, but Chunga, she's got a history in in whacking, right? Yeah, oh yeah, she mm-hmm. went to whacking school. It was which great. Makes, which make makes it like all the that the more better, the more whatever how you it makes it better <laughs> because <laughs> like I remember when. You know, Stay Tonight came out last year and there were a lot of people who were saying like, you know, like how you take ballroom culture and you're just like, you know, putting it out there just for like the aesthetic of it. But knowing that she actually trained and she was in a on a whacking crew, like, I mean, I'm no one to say like, oh, yeah, right. but I mean, but I still felt like, well, that's pretty cool to just to know that she took the time. Yeah, that she took the time to to learn and to train in that and it's just not this one choreographer came one day and she was like just go like this or something you know yeah she took the time though i will say as a former international latin room latin ballroom dancer competitor watching her (laughs) dancing ability and play not quite there (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, mean an effort was made for sure but I, to get to that point you have to just train for years and years honestly to, to, to get it really right I mean I would just like to not talk about play <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll just pretend that that, did, that song didn't that happen didn't have. Yeah. masquerade though 
that, <laughs> that, that one should that's the Mas- one that should have been the 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 single masquerade was a vibe yeah it was a, just it was just turn time. just turn up the production just- make it crazier and <laughs> you got a hit <laughs> what about the choreography segment in um bicycle you know there was that stomp break um like uh right right in right in the bridge you guys know what i'm talking about you know what's funny i think it's the first time we're actually mentioning the hit the single out of the oh album. yeah <laughs> all right bicycle all right bicycle the title track, yeah. let's talk about <laughs> um la bicicleta that's bicycle not to be confused not not to be confused with Shakira's hit La Bicicleta. We love Shakira in this house. But um the bicycle scene in the in the bridge or mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know when the It's very reminiscent of I think a song that we were talking about earlier before we were recording. Um That's all I kept to, thinking about. Yeah, like side to side. Yeah. But in a different gonna... angle. <laughs> but Wait, in a what? different angle. So <laughs> Sorry, this, so this is... in, in Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj side to side, we see the 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 bicycles, the biking scene. What what they call? What do they call that? Spinning? Cycling, cycling class oh. scene. They're all. It's like we see it from the front, mm-hmm. but here we see it from the side. So mm. it's that's the only difference. But it was reminiscent, like the color tones, the the atmosphere, but. The only change, the only thing that's different is the, obviously Chonga and the, the sound is not R&B pop. It's just like a mix of Latin pop and stuff like that. So what, what did you guys think about her rapping though? Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was simping. <laughs> really? <laughs> I specifically wrote don't like that part <laughs> i was uh, i was impressed because it, it was it was it was fast low keys, i was not low keys. i was low key, i was not <laughs> expecting her to just put out a whole ass verse in english and then i was like oh so we're going that route and then i was like oh should have kept it's- it in the drafts <laughs> <laughs> really you think so I, I mean, when it started, it started, you know, like with attitude and everything. But then I don't know. I was, it got to a point where I was like, maybe just you should have just gotten a, a, a feature for that part. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I didn't enjoy it. And then that part, the low keys is low key A A V E. I feel like that's one of those like A V E struggles moment where it's like, why yeah. are you saying low keys? <laughs> <laughs> well, what the point? Is that she's going for the the multidimensionality of her talents and concepts? So I think yeah. it was an effort was made. Sounds like you're not too impressed, but the, the point was that she was trying to demonstrate she could. It. I could have done without it's, it. That's no, all it, I'm it, saying. How about this? I did not really pay attention to it when I was listening to the album, but mm-hmm. when I was seeing the music video, that's when I oh, was yeah. like wait a minute she's in gold and all this is happening okay i think i will appreciate it more then i watched it again i was like you know what all right cool this is pretty think, pretty good yeah i this- think that when i watched the video i was like oh my god yes girls yeah. hey, whatever <laughs> and then i only listened to the song and i was like <laughs> choices <laughs> wait when you guys first listened to 
the, the title track or, or first watch that music video, what was your guys' initial reaction? You know that Jay-Z meme of him just bopping with a scarf and like his glasses <laughs> like this? That was like me when it came to the second verse. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I was just, you know, I was sold. I was sold. I, I mean, we already knew she was going to give it to us, but when... G- give what to us, Sly? She was going to give it everything. her all. Ah, everything. okay. Got it. Her, her everything. So, um, so when that second verse hit, obviously it's a different impact from listen, just listening to it. So I was just like, yeah, get into this. I'm gonna call out Peter just because I don't want to be the only one to say something negative. Okay. But in in this aforementioned clubhouse discussion, Peter said that he would have he would like Chunga to work on her stank face. That's right. Yes. And then when I watched it back, and I was like, yeah, she's like doing all these movements, and she's just like keeping this very sultry. And I was like, no, girl, you have to commit to it. Like, what's your interesting face? <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I, I think she was really trying to do? Mm-hmm. I think she was trying to be CL for those moments. Like, I think, like, CL goes for that vibe, I, that concept a little bit more. At least she's been doing that lately. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, of CL's last two singles and concepts. But if you're going to try to throw in a rap, and I'm sorry, this is, like, me as, like, yuppie white. They're half white. Uh... <laughs> suburban American but if she's going to go for the ur- urban I'm putting that in air quotes <laughs> look I mean she I, I think she she just hasn't lived it and she doesn't have those experiences so she can't quite make the, the stank face that maybe she was trying to uh, push a, in the concept of that title track but I'll, I'll say my first impression of that title track was like, whoa, I was not expecting this from her. Like, I was really shocked that she was going to push something so aggressive. Uh, something so, you know, just, a, just an attitude I, I hadn't seen from her before. That was my first impression. However, like, what is it? Like, a week later, it's like, no, I'm not surprised anymore. Like, this is just the, the natural next step from everything that we've seen from her to date. Um, and, and it's not so shocking uh, in in hindsight, uh, at this point, yeah. When I when I hit play on that video, I just kept thinking like, Yokshi Chonga, like of Yoshi course, <laughs> <laughs> this is her. Like of course, like that. It's like she has been consistently like like one upping herself. You know, like yeah, who's doing it like her? Like her only competition is herself. She only has to do herself, outdo herself, and that's what we get from her. Like. After the, um, what is that? State of Night? No, no, not State of Night. The rehab song. What is it called? Uh, dream, uh, dream, dream of, of you. you. Yeah. After Dream of You, I was like, even though, you know, it's very, I don't know. There was just something about that song and her doing that song that I was like, oh my God. Yes, Chunga. Give, <laughs> give it all to me. Like, yes. Like, this is, I'm living. And I just didn't expect her to one-up that. Mm-hmm. And she did with yeah. Bicycle. Especially yeah. the visuals. Like, that's, like, I don't understand how, like, this woman, how can she just keep looking better and better and turning better looks? Although, I'm sorry, play, we don't know her. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Just forget about that so, one. Bicycle is, like, you know, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's because I was, I was kind of, like, a little bit, like, what happened there with play? 
So with bicycle, it was like, you know, wig, flu, and whatever. <laughs> Snatched. And what I like about it is like, it's, the song is in your face. Mm-hmm. And I like that attitude. Like, sure, she, sure, she could probably improve in her, in her stank face, in her expressions. But I feel like that takes, um, I feel like that's also a glimpse of her personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you watch Chonga on interviews or on variety shows, she's a very shy girl. Yeah, she, yeah, she is very reserved and calm, but she's very outgoing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you see a but you see a little bit of personality. Here. It's like she's she's shy to show that side, but I'm pretty sure when the next concept comes and that comes out, we're Kidding. dead. We're dead. We yeah. will not see daylight. So I think she's just saving it for whatever is coming, and that's great because we all we all love to be thirsty for more and hungry for more Chonga. So that's all I got to say. A bar has been set and only Chonga can, can surpass that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can provide an analogy. I, I heard in um, or watching, listening to an interview that Chonghai had with Eric Nam uh, by, on, on the, what is it? The, the, the K-pop, K-pop, show? K-pop show. Yeah. I think it was that show anyway. Chonghai said, I guess when she was doing a lot of her early recordings that her her natural pitch and range of singing is actually much lower. She she would rather sing at a much lower level, but the mm-hmm. producers like no go higher. Go higher still. And she did that and now she's been staying there. You know, at a super mm-hmm. high pitch, you know, that's outside of her comfort zone. But it's what she's become known for, and it, it's pushing her ability, you know, to to an extreme. So an, analogous to how we, she's been pushing her concept, pushing her identity to all these different extremes. Uh, every day, every song, we're, we're getting that with her, um, and I think that by you talk about like, man, we're we're ready for whatever new reinvention is coming next. I'm wondering I, where we're going to get the low-pitched version of Chung Ha. You know, it happens very often to artists in the industry where they're they're asked to sing higher octaves than their normal range. Mm-hmm. And I I can see Chung Ha doing, sure, her normal, what we're accumulated to, what we're used to, but I can definitely see her taking a turn and going on a lower lower range and she has the freedom to do so now that she has a bigger platform she has all these people behind her and she has this global market ahead of her but it's working in her favor so it's just a matter of time when that time comes for her to showcase that because not a lot of artists do get the opportunity to have that creative or vocal freedom to mm-hmm. sing in whatever range they have and I mean, I'm pretty sure Alexis or all of us know like some artists that we know like their talking voice is not the same as their singing voice where you sh- usually should be singing in whatever the level your talking voice is. Um, but she, it's working in her favor to the point that she shows that she can do it. So mm-hmm. that's what's great about it. And that's what's great about her. So, yeah. Now that you guys are mentioning all of this, like, Going back to her, her talk singing, rappy thing in in bicycle. I do remember that 
I think that the, the that first impression when I heard it, that was what I liked about it, that her tone was way lower and it yeah. just sounded like sultrier. But I just, but it was just that. It was just like, oh, I like her voice. And then I kept paying more attention. I was like, yeah, I don't like this. But I do like the tone, right? Her tone, because it was, yeah, yeah it, it sounded like how she speaks in English. And it seemed very natural. And it, and it's sultry. It was, it, you know, it was sexy. I mean, yeah. you might not like the, the rap, but when she, when she started off that rap, she goes, I switched it down my back, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But that was that that like hooked you in because it's like a different tone it's not high it's just it's speaking from her she's she's singing like she's seducing you with her voice and it's working mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if we get an actual single like that it's ending imagine dream on you in that like oh yeah vocal yeah. Range. yeah that would be you know that would be even Another step. <laughs> you, you know, I, I forget where where I hear heard it, um, but I, I think it's been going through a lot of fan conversations and circles. But um, if you look at the story uh, that a number of her singles have told, it, it starts with um, what is it the uh, the one that's the song about approaching midnight can't 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 stay. Ah, um, gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, so that that's like the start. Like, oh, you know, I gotta run, and then what is it? There's there's the another night song. song. Yeah, the one night stands. But <laughs> a- anyway, I, I I'm forgetting each of the examples and each of the singles in between. But the point is, they're each showing you how you're getting one step closer to the bedroom, and then you're <laughs> in the bed with with bicycle. Is, is what some fans have, oh, man. have said. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe there's a step to go further. With, she's grown, grown. I mean, and when she goes global, she can be actually talking about having sex on a song and no one would bat an eye. <laughs> but it, but I will say that that's, I don't also, I don't remember where I read it or who I heard saying, but, but yeah, like, you know, when we talk, we try to talk a lot about like, you know, like the sexuality attached to like womanhood mm-hmm. and how, when it comes to K-pop, it's not always or like organic, like like it's, yeah. it's a concept, right? Like it's yeah. there only when 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 a singer reaches a certain age is when we start seeing that if they want to let loose, you know. And I think that Chonga has had that like progression, and yeah. you know, and 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 okay, and yeah, it's not overtly sexual and i don't think anyone wants that from her and if she doesn't want to if that's not what she wants to do but i do think that you listen to a chonga song or at least the ones she's done from like two years till here and you say like like yeah th- i mean how old is she like 25 yeah, like, yeah, yeah like that's a that's a woman that's a 20 something year old woman singing about you know maybe in, in her britney spears kind of way where it's like he he cheeky but it's there and you know it's and she and she has ownership but like you can sense the autonomy yeah i i mean i i was shocked with uh dream of you when she says you're with that and then the I word is so censored through a beep. that she didn't say 
Bit Kerencia. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to hear her say it. Say it. But, say it. but also, the, we, the choreography. We've all been there, girl. We've yeah. all been there. Call her Bit a Kerencia. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. That's not my place to say. But anyway, looking at the, the choreography of that song, in that one moment, it's like, whoa, that was... Uh, seems like a little sexually charged and then she also has another lyric later in that song with lingerie and she's doing this oh like i got something about liquor whiskey i got whiskey i got gin and something about lingerie yeah i was like okay i was shocked when i first saw that i was like whoa i was not expecting changha to to say that i love how k-pop has made everyone into me included into huge ass prudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <gasps> she, what is she riding on this bicycle? What, what is this? As if we're not, a, uh, as if we haven't been exposed to Western media and music. It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah. K-pop is my life now. I, I just don't listen or consume any of, of this like Western music, honestly. Not a lot of it anyway. All right. Well, may- maybe just like one one or two more questions in, in closing here. Like, what what's it? What do you guys think it's going to take for Chunga to bring it to the next level? Like, what's holding her back right now? COVID. Co- yeah, COVID. Once this girl goes on tour, it's done. Especially with eighty eight rising having her back, it's done. Like last, you know, you remember last summer when eighty eight rising did that whole um, live stream event concert mm-hmm. for like yep. a whole day. You had Luna, you had day six, you had Kang Daniel on it. That only exposed them to bigger audiences. And eventually, right, what day six and, and Kang Daniel are, are successful that they, as they are, as they should be. And then you have Luna already playing, having radio plays, right? So if they can do it and expose more of themselves, then with Chonga, then it's it's limitless because even before 88 Rising, she already had this audience on Produce 101 when she was an IOI. Now that she could, she proves that she could make it solo, and then now she's being signed under one of the biggest distribution uh, PR companies, ICM, and then with 88 Rising, like what will it take is definitely more exposure through her music so live stream concerts more collaborations with 88 rising um after covid a tour and that comes with press tours as well so and it seems like when it as western the western market and the global markets are slowly opening and uh and welcoming to k-pop we also see the slow rise of groups coming back in the Western market too, as like in American markets, making their own groups and, and everything. But we've always known that soloists do better in the Western market. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, she, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's end game when she, if she comes over here. So that's, yeah. Cause I mean, like ADA rising is not only like, a, like just the platform, like it, it yeah. it's the plat, it's the platform it is because they're kind of like, you know, like these taste setters and like they curate what, you know, what we now kind of maybe because of branding. I don't know. But we kind of we kind of associate like, you know, cool with mm-hmm. like with yeah. what 88 Rising does, you know. So 
I think that her being now linked to 88 Rising, it's kind of like automatically like, oh, like she was cherry picked, you know, from like a whole bunch of artists. And, you know, I maybe next year, you know, head in the clouds and she can do it here in L.A. and maybe in Asia or wherever else they do they do it in New York. No, I don't remember. They never had the chance to. Anyway, she she performs in that, and I remember going to um, Hit in the Clouds, I want to say 2019, and... Yeah, during KCON weekend. (laughs) Back and and forth. (laughs) And, you know, I didn't know a lot about Nikki, but just her being there, I was like, oh, wow, okay, and I checked her out, and now, you know, okay, maybe, you know, I mean, the U.S. is going to be the U.S., so she's not, like, a household name, but she does have a following, and like, a cult following, and she, you know... I think it's that that it's gonna play to Chunga's advantage, especially because she's very pop. And uh, I mean, with all the voguing that she does, I mean, just Google her name with like the reactions, and there's like a bunch of reactions yeah. by like members of the LGBTQ community, and they love her. They're like, yes, this is what we need. Like, we need girls that dance. We need girls that dance and sing at the same time and give looks. And yeah. there's just no reason why Chunga shouldn't be like our generation's like pop princess there just shouldn't be there's like no one who does anything even like a small percentage like like her she has everything to like be big so hopefully you know this is a good first step that maybe it'll get her attention and then once everything opens up and she's still with it's game time baby done hopefully it's game time baby (laughs) Do you, do you think there's a, a risk that she's going to lose her moment? Like, I, I mean, I, I hate to say it in a lot of like, at least my impression is in, in a lot of Korean pop music, there was a, just a very finite, limited wima, window for women, female entertainers. I, I mean, does does wrong, does Chung Ha face that same risk? Well, that's the thing about when what comes into play is the global aspect like i mean is korea still checking for cl i don't know but like she you know posts an instagram saying like oh hey new song in two weeks and like you know everyone is just waiting for her to come back and the audience is still there and if and whenever cl comes back i feel like she's also gonna have a moment because because yeah cl is also that big so why so I mean, I think that once you tra- transcend the idol model and you are able to cross over to have a global audience, then that moment is not that finite. But and I think that's where Chunga is right now mm. because she hasn't had that many that many opportunities to come to like the U.S. or the West. You know, your key guns yeah. and everything. Actually, she did like two. And like it or not, the groups that ha- that are the biggest, like here, are the groups that spend a lot of time here. You know, mm-hmm. at yeah. least one tour a year, TV, YouTubers, everything. Like those are the, the groups that are, are the most popular. So I think that when she's able to come back, and like Lai said, like she's a soloist and she's a woman, and I feel like maybe the industry will be kinder to her because of that, because she 
because if, if it were like a solo Asian man, that that would be like an entirely different conversation, right? So I think that she has it like stacked for her in her favor. That was a really interesting point uh, you said, uh, Alexis, around uh, transcending the idol stage. Like, what 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 is that? I mean, maybe that's a conversation for another time. But like, I where do you draw the line after you've transcended the idol? Well, I think it's um, like wh- how you were saying earlier about like with this the last two years with this album, like we can we can we can say that Chung is an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not very into separating idols from from artists or whatever, but if you want to get like super technical, like. Like, yeah, like you can't really say that Chang'e is just the girl who shows up to work every day and does little choreographies and she leaps. Like, that's not, that is not her. Like, she is an artist. She is, she's a pop star. Like, that's what she is. She's a star. So, so that's what I mean. I really just agree with, I think Alexis has summed it up really perfectly. Um, beyond her idoldom. There, once she surpasses that, it's just going beyond the boundaries of what we know what an idol is. So with this album, whether whatever release she has, we know it that this is marketed as like a K-pop package. Once she gets more exposure, once she gets more projects done, we know that she can break out of that shell because of the audiences that she will be presenting herself to. And whether she is going to assimilate to whatever market she's going to be in, I feel like she will discover more of herself and show more of who the real Chonga is mm-hmm. rather than like who the idol Chonga that yeah. we know now. And that's I think that's what everyone anticipates. And that even goes to like every every idol that we know now right we know them because of a certain image that is marketed to us but when it comes when they reach that time or that year or that point where they're already bigger than they are themselves without realizing it then it appeals to many others because they're showing more of their personality through their artistry so Mm. i feel like that's what's going to happen to chona that's really fascinating we just need the gays to adopt him. She's, the gays she, have adopted her. What are you she, talking about? No, but more gays. <laughs> she's already giving gays. She's already giving the gays everything they wanted. We just need more exposure. And we need we need Chonga to wake up and choose violence on the gays. We need <laughs> like great. a two second a two second video from her saying gay rights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it happen, Chungha. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, R- right before we wrap this up, uh, our other co-host, Amr, aka the Gi Dragon in our Slack channel, um, wanted to share his thoughts on, um, I think, Bicycle, and, and anyway, here's what he had to say. Hey, y'all, this is Gi Dragon from the K-Pop cast. Quick background, quick life story. I've been a fan of Chung Ha since Gotta Go, and I've got to say that Bicycle is her most epic song to date it is her most epic music video the choreo is dope as hell this song is hella day for me maybe the only thing i would say is i wish she would just say 
it's fucking over instead of it's freaking over. Pilo, feel free to bleep that out. That would be my only <laughs> advice, maybe to all K-pop, but hell yeah. Chung Ha's bicycle is Daybok. She's at the top of her game. Is this top a PG podcast? Because I've been cursing. Yeah, I've been time. cursing too. Like you're talking to two people who just are unfiltered. That's uh, fine. No, I'll, I'll I'll use like a K-pop sound effect to, to bleep over your. No, your you're gonna you're gonna use the Kerencia. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> every curse. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know if you guys had any reactions to Tomer's uh, comments there. Mm, I think the reason why it's so appealing because we know it's for the Western market. It's more Westernized. Like it's K-pop, but make it Western. Right. Mm. Like we, but, but not I in do, a bad way, not in a bad way. Yeah. It's, it's something no. that we are accustomed to, but make it K-pop. It's familiar. It's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we, that's why people are so stuck to it. Like it's become an era. I personally like gotta go better. Um, Same. Because, that one performance where she dressed up as Prince Charming, I'm done. But other than that, <laughs> the song is great. Uh, uh, but um, in terms of being the most epic track, um, I could probably give it probably the top five <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere in the top five. I'd give her, her the top visual. Yeah. I real. think it is her top visual. I agree that it's not my favorite song from her. I do like Gotta Go way more. Way, way more. Okay, wait, real quick. Rapid Fire. Your favorite song by Changha of all time. Alexis, you go first. I think it's it's Gotta Go. What was the other other song that she released that year? Um, It's Gotta Go. There's Snapping. There's Snapping. snapping. Wait, Um, what do I like more? Snapping? No, Gotta Go. I like Gotta Gotta Go. Gotta Go. Man, that's what That's all. Against you for for not picking "Stay Tonight" because that was the best song. Uh, but the, you know that's, what? That's "Stay Tonight." Three. "Stay Tonight" it's a great visual too. But I realized that because it was one of Cult Scene's like um, top songs of the year, we we made a playlist and I would listen to it a lot. And then it came to a point where I was like, "This is without the visual. This is not as." epic as i Mm. thought it was yeah you know like i think that gotta go snapping they stand alone that's really well that gets stuck to your head yeah and And it's good yeah but i mean still a good song but yeah bicycle best visual for sure Mm. so uh just to wrap it up is this album daybok or not Hell yeah, it's Daybox. Get in, see it. 21, 21 tracks, and then you're showing all different sides of yourself. She's versatile as hell. We love it. We love Chonga. The gays love her. So, why Also, not? the straights. The straights. <laughs> the heads love her. The homos and the, the heads. heads love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daybox AF. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and it, it well. succeeds in, 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 in penetrating the global market. Yeah. Now it really feels like 2021 really started. <laughs> she it's, said it's, this now we've got this album. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is the girls have to come to here. And by girls I mean everyone, not just females. I mean it's just the girls this have to, attitude, a, this everything, everything. She's setting yeah. the standards for everyone. And it's gonna mm-hmm. be a trip for you to get into what Chona is now. 
So. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the K-pop cast. Wonderful conversation. Thank you both for, for your time and joining me to talk about one of my favorite biases next to Jen Soyeon, but um, wow, off. you all, you almost made an entire bicycle. <laughs> I thought my favorite bikes. I'm sorry. Continue. You almost made like through an entire episode without mentioning her. Almost, almost, you almost made it through. But but would it be an episode of the K-pop cast if Jen Soyeon wasn't brought up in in some shape <laughs> or form? I I don't think it would be the show. People would be confused. They're like, wait, this is not a K-pop cast episode. What what am I listening to? Because Jen Soyeon hasn't made a mention or appearance yet. Anyway, um, let, let uh, our listeners know where they can find you each online, like plug your social handles, like whatever project thing that you want to promote. Uh, Lai, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Hey, guys, you could um, stalk me on Instagram and Twitter. Don't stalk me. You could just probably browse my work there. Yeah, yeah you're not, not saying saying Don't material. stalk me. Yeah. But you could find me on Twitter and Instagram on at lie francis that's l-a-i-f-r-n-c-s and that's l-a-i-f-r-n-c-s so um slide into my dms let's talk k-pop and whatever is going in your mind in terms of girl groups because i'm known as the go enthusiast so yeah estrogen 2020 estrogen 20 21 yeah 21 2k 2k 21 exactly alexis knows how about you, Alexis? Anything? Where can people find you, and and uh, anything you want to promo? Well, you can stalk me. I like attention <laughs> on Twitter. And Careful what you wish for. She's bold. We love her. We, this is why I love her. Yeah, you can be my fan at. No, no, just kidding. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at h o e underscore d o y a n. And if you're on Clubhouse, Lai and I are trying to host weekly sh- um rooms on like media and k-pop so if you're into that and you have and you are not an android user join us <laughs> i'm sorry why and i are having a really hard time keeping it together right now i'm still i'm still at you can be my fan at i'm still that. i was kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah follow me o- only funny takes here oh boy yes i i yeah if you're on clubhouse follow follow these both i always enjoy listening to your guys's conversations on that platform um are you guys going to try out twitter spaces when that when that comes around yeah i'm actually going to try and try it out there's like 10 10 speakers per room apparently hmm. so i will see how that goes probably circle back and let you guys know but i feel like everyone will still gravitate toward clubhouse mm. that's that's my take but yeah shout out if you need an invite i've got like a dozen so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh I, i'm at dj peter Lowe, by the way on twitter and if you want to get to know all of us better at the k-pop cast or come meet and mingle with fellow k-pop cast listeners you can uh, meet some new friends in the K-pop cast Slack. Uh, if you scroll down in the episode notes or description or whatever, uh, we'll, we'll provide a link there. Don't forget to give this a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And share this episode with all your favorite Changha stands and, uh, and fans. And um, share it with your parents and uh, people who aren't... Oh, yeah. Actually, Not PSA. Not 
uh, public quick public service announcement. I'm actually looking for K-pop virgins um, or people who just haven't been ex- heard or exposed to K-pop before. <laughs> that came out wrong. Y'all know. I was like, <laughs> there's probably a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, and moving along, um, people who have not been exposed to K-pop were looking to do a special um, deep dive focus on subverting your your friends and family into K-pop. We're going to run an experiment, and we need some diversity in the the, the people we're going to subject this experiment on. So, anyway, if you got someone who you'd like to nominate, it's very important that they don't actually listen to K-pop. Like that, that's the whole thing that we're going to do on the on the show on this episode. Um, but if you got someone, uh, just give us a tweet at the the K-pop cast or, or join us in our Slack. Uh, and that's another great place to just to let us know or shoot us an email, uh, kpopcastshow at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll get that going. So, anyway, thanks again, Alexis. Lie, final words, anything uh, you want to say? Thank, thank you for having us. We we're literally the two most unfiltered people that you could have on here, um, and we're unapologetically us. I'm kind of restrained on this episode. But um, thanks for having us. I mean, it's oh. great to socialize, especially during quarantine where we're not talking to people much. So, yeah. Thanks, Peter, and everyone at yeah. K-Pop Cast. Thanks for the invite. It's always a hoot coming on the K-Pop Cast. Good yeah. times on the K-Pop Cast. Well, well, lie. Since you said I, I didn't get the real version of lie, that means we're just gonna have to have. I just, back. You, you just got. I'm gonna show more sides of myself. Just keep looking forward to my comeback. You know. Also, That's look right. forward to my K-pop cast takeover. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take over, and that's where the real lie comes up. Yeah, you know, you know I, I don't think any of our listeners would complain if you guys just just took over the show, just took over the, the podcast. We should probably take one episode <laughs> and just talk about random stuff, Alexis. Hey, be careful if what you public, wish for. If the public wants if, it, if they if our fans want us, then exactly. why not? <laughs> Well, we have to listen to the will of the people. So again, you can give us a tweet or, or join us in the Slack, and we'll be listening to you, y'all there. Um, and we'll catch you all on the on the next episode. So thank you, Alexis Alai. Thank you, obrigado to all of the Brazilian listeners and Portuguese listeners. Yeah, love you. We love you, Brazil. We love you, Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't chaotic. <laughs> Get away. a lot to choose from you know there were many highlights in the album but i okay hold on can you hear my mom in the background okay let me scream at her (laughs) please keep this in there Please keep this in there. The last time he kept me standing up and like being being all bitchy to my mom (laughs) this is reality